a dramatic reading of an article originally published on footballparadise.com, written by Srijandeep Das on the 17th of February, 2018. Liverpool have been for long giants slouched under a glass ceiling. The 5 new win versus Porto could be as important for Klopp as Enter the Dragon was for Bruce Lee. Enter the Drago. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool are their own worst enemy. only images and illusions behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and you will break the enemy. In 2012, FC Porto defeated PSG in a Champions League match at the Estadio do Drago. Current Bayern boy James Rodriguez scored the winning goal and ran over to celebrate with the Porto fans. Photographed among the roaring fans was the shadow of a spectre, attired from the mid-1900s. A long coat, a comb-over, pointy collars and a black tie. Estadio do Drago is one of those cauldrons in the world where even the spirits of dead men rise on Champions League nights. The 50,000-seater stadium is a figurative hall of mirrors to any opponent, disproportionately exaggerating their flaws. The home team plays around them like a twirly, mustachioed villain with a dagger, intermittently prodding or like a Portuguese vampire bat nibbling away on the heel of an unsuspecting chicken. Both appear only on the edge of glances, until the opponent is bled dry. Now, imagine 11 of them cleverly disguised as footballers. That's the modus operandi of Sergio Conceição's FC Porto. Unbeaten in 24 games this season, Conceição has continued the cloak-and-dagger tradition made famous by Jose Mourinho. The visiting Liverpool side were expected to be jotted in history books as another giant slain, among other dignified names. But as Pep Guardiola's Manchester City found out, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool are no thumb-twiddling schmucks. As I write this, 48 hours have passed since the final whistle. And I shouldn't be feeling the hair on my arm stand up. But I'm a Liverpool fan, and it's been nine years since I've seen what I've used to seeing. Liverpool in the Champions League's last 16. Gerrard's howitzers, Finnan's crosses on a platter, Sammy Herpia's towering headers, Herman's hammy nonchalance, and John Arnaiz's buccaneering runs, sights and sounds preserved in the ember of our memories, were reanimated as thunder clapped 
heavens parted, and the winds pissed in Porto with appropriate special effects. The production value was high, as were the number of goals. It all started like it usually does these days for Liverpool, with Roberto Firmino pinching the ball from a Porto player with all the tables of a hammerhead shark. It was in that moment that the pecking order in the European football food chain was established. Porto might have appeared in 22 Champions League campaigns, only behind Real and Barcelona, but it was Liverpool that showed the larger appetite. In the first half, Mo Salah skip-roped the ball around goalkeeper Jose Sa twice to score. I'm not yet emotionally equipped to describe the goal to you, but I'm getting paid, so let's do this. An ellipse arrowed from James Milner's right foot deflected off the far corner. Mo Salah, made of swirls of sand and wind, sprung like a sphinx. Right foot, boop. Left foot, boop. Hit, boing. Left foot, stab. The goalkeeper felt like the sticky air between a beach ball and the nose of Pedro the juggling seal at SeaWorld. A non-entity. Known for his sense of humour, Firmino scored in the 69th minute with a spank of the boot. And in the shadows, Bobby was dropping sandbags and opening trap doors. He was the manifestation of measured malice. He was the phantom-in-chief of Porto's soon-to-be-burning opera. On a night such as this, Jürgen discovered that his team contained more than one sleeper agent. Porto's left-back Alex Teller's left foot smokes cigars and plays the djembe in its leisure. He has accounted for 17 assists for his team since 2016 and is generally unbottleable. Liverpool's 19-year-old right-back Trent Alexander-Arnold had the genie by its tail. Elsewhere, the spirit of Steve Finnan was puppeteering the frame of Andrew Robertson. Genie Wijnaldum played with deep-seated anger for humanity and a scowl, as if someone whispered, 360,000 blue whales were killed in the 20th century into his ear. Jordan Henderson flexed his armband and Sadio Mane was finding his verve. Mane glided on grass and trapped the ball like a tarantula with skates on and scored twice, 25th and 53rd minute. When the end drew near, his foot met the ball with all the forceful finality of a killing, floor-knocker sledgehammer coming down on the side of an unsuspecting cow's head. That was Mane's third, Liverpool's fifth and Porto's largest margin of defeat in their den. A scarcity of miracles has parched our throats. It has made us less sure of ourselves when we sing our songs of defiance. This 0-5 win has been nine years in the making. Grown men teared up by the end of the night. They tell you it was the pissing wind that got something in their eye. They would be lying. It was February the 14th, and these were men falling in love again. Liverpool fans admittedly suffer from philosophy, romantics imprisoned in self-reflection. They have been resigned to an unceasing comparison with their glorious past, undermining their present progress. 
they have been for the longest time, giants standing slouched under glass ceilings. Towards the end of Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee was lost in a maze of mirrors. It was an epiphany from the past that made him break the mirrors to find his nemesis and a way out. For the longest time, Liverpool have been their own worst enemy. This win at the Estadio de Dragon, Stadium of the Dragon, could be Liverpool's epiphany.